0: Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 4th of September 2021, and the title of this episode is T Time Travel and TV. Sanguine Productions is in the spotlight this month, as voted for by patrons. It's the start of the month, and Sanguine are September's winners. I've emailed them just before this podcast to try and arrange an interview. There are five candidates for October, and they are Wildspire, Outland Entertainment, Pentelhaven, Grim and Perilous Studios, Gamesgate, 3D. Now, two interesting stats for you. Firstly, we've gone one whole week without an RPG designer calling Geek Native a clickbait blog. Secondly, I've written up the Professor Elemental RPG poll results, and can now reveal where, and when, time-travelling tea drinkers would prefer to go to enjoy a nice cuppa. Here are the top three, and in reverse order. Third equal, the British Museum during the reign of Queen Victoria. And that tied with the top of the Great Pyramid in Egypt sometime during the Middle Kingdom. And in first place, with 28% of the votes... Stonehenge during the time of the druids. I think that's a lovely choice. Do you have a better idea for a place to and time to go for a cup of tea? Pop over to the blog and let me know. As it happens, this week I was also able to review issue one of Missy. Missy is a Doctor Who character. She's played by Michelle Gomez, And while introducing any sort of female character these days seems to upset people, and Missy had an extra twist, I really liked her. So the fact that she has her own spin-off is welcome news. And I enjoyed issue one. Although it's really a two-trick wonder. It's mainly Missy pretending to be the doctor as she breaks the master out of jail. And then it's a bit of a highlight reel. But it is only the first issue, and it sets up issue two perfectly. The meta question I have, and still have, despite writing the review is, is Missy any good? I think if you get the chance to read Missy 1, you should take it. It won't be too long before Doctor Who is back on TV as well. and We'll have to see what the BBC has planned for it. And there are other TV plans in the geeky headlines this week. In no particular order, there's an exalted TV show coming. That's a Paradox Interactive's anime RPG via White Wolf and Onyx Path. It features great houses struggling to take power when the Crimson Empress goes missing. Dragon houses. I think TV audiences will be familiar with that concept. I think they'll get the super-powered Wuxia layer as well. The series will be made by Jenkins and Tate Entertainment. That's the same company making the TV series for Scion, the Onyx Path-made RPG, about people who are also gods. Now, talk about timing, because Warp Films also announced they'll be making a Blades in the Dark TV show. With so many Forged in the Dark games out there, it's perhaps easy to forget for a minute that Blades in the Dark has its own occult industrial setting. You've got criminal gangs vying for power butting heads with noble houses, guilds, and even guards. And all this is wrapped up against bleak industrialism and plenty of supernatural. that's not all. Amazon also gave us the first Wheel of Time trailer. That's a huge fantasy series. But the trailer is dividing people. Well, that's the same. I've seen lots of praise for it. But I'm more cautious and more worried myself. It feels like there are touches of dare I say it, cheap and cheese fantasy in there. The Trollocs, teased as they are, looked worrying. I do like the A Sedai I focus. I hope that's the one the actual show takes. There is, by the way, an old D20 Wheel of Time RPG. I should fish it out for a TikTok or Instagram tour one day. The jury is out whether there'll be a new Wheel of Time RPG on the way. The chances are far above zero, I imagine we will have to see what gets negotiated and what partnerships around intellectual property rights are formed. And it's negotiations and property rights that bring us to the next section of the podcast. Well, insofar as I ever manage to structure these highlight shows into sections. Chris McDowell of the Electric Bastion Land has signed a deal with Free League Publishing. They'll be doing a new edition of Into the Odd. It will be hardback and colour. Johan Noor of Morkborg will do the visuals and on intellectual property rights, a release from the American attorney Boyd Stevenson caught my attention. You can now pay what you want for a guide to intellectual property and RPGs from Boyd on RPG. Importantly, this does not make you Boyd's client and therefore you will not be protected by the client attorney privilege, but I'm really pleased that this nine-page guide has been created. It was basic enough for even me to follow, and I know it's no replacement for a lawyer. I saw other RPG sites cover the news too. Did we all notice the same thing, or is this the case of the echo chamber? As I try and always say on the blog, I cannot give legal advice. Now, at least, I can recommend this guide, and you can find links to it and anything else mentioned in the podcast via the transcript link, in the show notes. Avoiding all sorts of dramas around IP rights is the RPG There Once Were Dragons, which I reviewed this week too. It's an OSR-style D20 game, but not that D20, and it has its own light setting and lots of clever use of stock illustrations. It's also hundreds of pages long, and it's cheap as chips. It's a great example of pulling together a chunky RPG without much fanfare and certainly without commercial negotiations. Dropping the pay-for-me commercial requirement is the Excel-based The Other Sheet for Pathfinder 2e. There's still the requirement to pay for all the features, but the character sheet builder is free to get started on. For Pathfinder 2e players, you can get loads of features before the paywall. Also in the news this week, there's a newly enhanced Call of Cthulhu character sheets, and they've been released by Chaosium, as part of the RPG's 40th birthday. Some of the tweaks that Chaosium have made to the re character sheets are around accessibility. And I had accessibility in mind when I checked out the free preview of the Horrible Guild's One More Quest. This forthcoming RPG is based on the board game Dungeon Fighter and has you throw dice, as the system, trying to land as close to the target as possible. Complications in the game are handled by difficulties to the throw, like doing it from under a table. Now, there was a time when I would have been unable to get under the table, and wouldn't that have prevented me from playing the game? Well, the short answer is no. In a sign of the times, even in this free quick start, the horrible guild remembers to talk about accessibility. Yes, all they say is, well, do something else then. But that's enough. It's enough that they acknowledge and give permission to do something else then. Now, as usual, some bundles and a competition. It's not usually Grimtober, but it is now, and as a result, you can save over $100 on ZHando titles at DriveThruRPG. The catch? Well, you still have to spend at least $200 to get it. Nevertheless, if this is your system, and you want to take your content from zero to hero, this bundle might be the one for you. And the Bundle of Holding has a deal on the City of Mist. That's a compellingly great narrative superhero game. Absolutely worth a look. And, at Humble, there are hundreds of dollars worth of crime stories available for pennies. The partnership is with Hard Case Crime, and you just have to deal with the fact that all the covers are sexy ladies either in distress or kicking butt. And Lastly, and in total contrast to Hard Case Crime, For listeners in the UK, there's a copy of the Flower Growing Blossoms card game, up for grabs in a new geek native competition. And on that note, let's wrap there. Keep safe, enjoy your tea, and we'll see you next week.